Dave, welcome to um, your <laughs> your own endeavor, <laughs> Mining Stock Daily. <laughs> and uh, it's hard to believe we're actually a month old as of this week. So I guess uh, kudos to both you and I for putting up the fortitude to get the content out there every day. You know, it, it actually um, it's helpful for me because it, I, after doing this, being involved in this sector in all aspects for close to 18 years, I get kind of lazy in terms of keeping up on all the news. So it, it's a great exercise in forcing me to look at the news every day. So it, it's actually it's actually been very value added for me. I hope it has been for you. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's uh, it's actually opened up my eyes to a number of companies and plays that I was unfamiliar with before. So. Uh, let's just say the uh, the stock chart that I follow on a daily basis. I not necessarily have investments in in all of them, but it certainly certainly has grown tremendously in the last thirty days. I'm sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so for those for those people who are unaware or are new to the uh, flash briefing and podcast, so Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Clear Creek Digital, which is myself, Trevor Hall and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal, which is published by Dave Kranzer joining me. So Dave, let's talk about, real quick, uh, your latest Mining Stock Journal that was published uh, last week, I believe. Um, obviously, it was published kind of during the height of the uh, downtrend of the gold spot price, and you, you provide a little bit of analysis to that, but can you share with our viewers, or not our viewers, our listeners, as to kind of um, why gold spot prices uh, hit such a downward trend lately? Sure. Um, first, I just want to say that um, the Mining Stock Journal, the information about subscribing to it and what it is can be found at my website, investmentresearchdynamics.com. The question you ask is is a little bit complicated. And I mean, there's there's several different components to it, but a lot of the the sell-off from say 1250 down to where it bottomed out around, I think it was around 1215 on a futures basis, it had to do with technical selling from hedge funds. And we go through these cycles where hedge funds get really long COMEX gold futures, making bullish bets and chasing the price momentum higher. And then when the market starts to tip over, they unload their longs and at some point, they start to chase the market lower by shorting the market, and that's what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. And as of a week ago Tuesday, there's a report out called the Commitment of Traders Report, and it shows the various trader classes on the on the CME, and the hedge funds are known as the managed money, and their trader category was positioned at one of the largest net short positions, that is, the long positions of all the hedge funds versus minus the short positions of all the hedge funds. And they were sitting at one of their largest net short positions that I've seen in the last 18 years. And over the last several years, a large net short position associated with the managed money or the hedge fund trader category is usually, it usually correlates with a bottom in the market. And then on the other side of that is the COMEX quote unquote bullion banks that are the, the, large banks that make markets in COMEX gold futures. And they're typically running a net short position. You know, there's a lot of reasons for that we don't have to go into, but 
part of it is as a, as their market making capacity, and um, they are basically at a net neutral position. And again, that typically will correlate with a market bottom. So I don't know if we if twelve fifteen will be the ultimate market bottom in the price of gold. Um, but it certainly has had a nice bounce over the last five or six trading days. And uh, on the other side of that, on the other side of the pond, as a matter of fact, the other hemisphere, is, as it were, um, you've got the physical gold buying world, China, India, Russia, Turkey, etc. And they've been consuming an enormous amount of physical gold. And that also puts a natural bottom in the market. So... Hmm. Um, and we, we will start going into India's largest gold importation season starting in late August, mid-September, and that runs through December. So I, I do think that last week's action in, in um, gold likely correlated with a bottom, and we should, we should move higher um, into at least our holiday season, if not longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the... You know, quote unquote, contrarian investor interested in precious metals and specifically gold. Now is obviously a an appealing time, <clears throat> an appealing time to to kind of uh, up uh, up your collection there. <laughs> I'd like to add, it's not just a contrarian bet; it, it's also an insurance bet. I mean, you wouldn't buy a house and not put and not put uh, insurance on your house. Gold is your insurance policy against reckless Federal Reserve, central bank, and government fiscal policy. So let's uh, transition a little bit to there's a number of of junior mining companies that you cover and also invest in with your junior mining fund that you manage. Um, In the last, uh, well, in the most recent Mining Stock Journal, you go in depth with U.S. gold. Uh, which we actually saw a massive spike about two weeks ago after H.C. Wainwright put a uh, buy recommendation onto the stock and a target price of $3. You know, that stock really boomed for one day, and then the next day started to kind of uh, trade back to its uh, probably its regular price. I I think it's about $1.30 today at the time of recording. Um, but what is it about U.S. gold that you know you you really respect and uh, and and give a strong buy recommendation for? Sure, there's there's um, several components to that. First, I just like to add that um, at this point, relative to the price of gold, the junior exploration mining stocks, especially the ones that have proved resources in the ground, are at their cheapest level relative to the price of gold. As I've seen in the last 18 years, other than mid-December 2015, when we had a, um, a cyclical bottom to the to the five and a half or four and a half year gold price decline, and also um, in 2001, which was the bottom of the of the gold bear market that started in 1981. So, um, if you're interested in this in investing in this sector, now is as good a time as any to start building your portfolio. U.S. Gold is it has two projects. One is a copper gold project in Wyoming. It it has um, it probably has an implied market value of about fifty million dollars. I know the CEO has told me if 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 a large 
copper producer came along and offered him $50 million for it. He'd, he'd have to think about selling it. And the market cap of the stock's only $17 million. So U.S. Gold's equity is undervalued relative just to this, this copper gold project. It's called the Copper King Project. And they're currently, it's, it's got, a, a, I mean, it's essentially close to being shovel ready in terms of putting in a mine. It's just a function of having the resources to build the mine. Um, so the company at this point is working on expanding the size of the deposit there. Um, the other project that has just tremendous home run upside is the Keystone Project. It sits in the Cortez trend along the same fault line that, that Barracks Cortez Hills gold mine sits. Cortez Hills is one of the largest gold mines in the world. It's it's got it's rated formally at about 15 million ounces, but there's likely there there's still a plenty of exploration going on there. There's likely somewhere between 20 and 25 million ounces of gold on that on that property. The Keystone the Keystone property was was put together piecemeal by a guy named Dave Matthewson and a couple other guys, and it, it's they were able to stitch together a, a big parcel of exploration land that had been kind of cut into cookie cutter pieces by the, the legacy landowners there. And so, it, when it was in the prior state, they you couldn't really go in and develop the land or explore the land for gold, and they put together this massive land package. And Dave Matthewson is, is in the last, say, 30 years, has probably found more gold deposits in Nevada than any other geologist. And, and he's he's got his name on, he used to work at Newmont, he's got his name on some of the, the largest gold mines and some of the, the, the largest newer gold projects, like Gold Standard Ventures Railroad Project. His, he headed the team of geologists that found that deposit. He thinks that the, the property or the, the geology beneath the Keystone property is very, very similar to the Cortez Hills, the, the geology of the Cortez Hills. And he's actually done some drilling and pulled up core samples that show that the, the geology is almost identical, if not even better, for hosting gold. So what they're doing right now is they're doing what's kind of known as exploration scout drilling, and they're, they're looking... They know that there's plenty of gold mineralization all over the property. The key is to try and find the feeder system. So what they're doing right now is drilling to find signs that lead them to the feeder system. So uh, they're, they're doing some, some preliminary exploration drilling right now at this point in an area that Dave Matthewson described as extraordinarily interesting to him. And uh, they're waiting to get some, their environmental permission to go in and drill some areas that are rich target areas that they've already identified that they, they they're, they're previously have never had disturbance permits on it. So they're just waiting for those so they can go in and set up the drill pads and start drilling. Those are the drill results that I'm most interested in seeing. And, and we probably won't get to see those until... September, October, November type time frame, depending on, uh, you know, when you're dealing with getting permits, it's, it's, you know, you're kind of at the whim of the regulators. So right. the permits will happen. It will occur. And the last time I, I talked to Dave Matthewson about it, he, I think he's kind of expecting to have 
uh, drills ready to turn sometime in late July or early August on on those those targets that again those are the ones where I think we might really see evidence of of where the feeder systems are and the type of rich mineralization that that likely exists on the Keystone property. Mm. So U.S. Gold for me is is a bet on the pedigree of of the Keystone property itself, which is the Cortez Hills trend, which some geologists think is more prolific than the Carlin trend. Uh, and it's a bet on the horse. It's a bet on, on Dave Matthewson's skills as a geologist and, and to invest in a stock where the intrinsic value of it is just based on their, their other project is greater than the current market value. To me, it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous speculative opportunity that the market's presented us right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you know, full disclosure, disclosure for our listeners. I mean, obviously, you and myself are um, investors in U.S. Gold, and we do uh, frequently cover their news once it does come out here on Mining Stock Daily. Um, Dave, we do have very short amount of time left. Is there any other uh, companies in in your fund that you'd like to mention for our listeners to keep an eye on? Sure. I mean, a lot of the companies I, I kind of like to protect my subscribers on, but just to throw a couple out there that I've discussed publicly before, I, I, you know, I, I like Vista Gold, uh, VGZ. They're developing the the Mount Todd project in Australia. It's it's a north of six million ounce defined deposit. And again, there's there's a there's a stock where the where the intrinsic value of the project is probably, you know. Four, four to five times greater than the market value of the stock right now. Mm-hmm. There has been, there's a lot of discussion about Vista Gold right now because it is kind of a story of transformation. It, it kind of had uh, some uh, rough history, <clears throat> excuse me, some rough history with it, but uh, Fred Ernest and his team have really developed and uh, adopted some good technologies to really bring that, uh, that deposit into life. That's right. And at 6 million ounces and, and probably larger, right now it's one of the larger untapped gold deposits around the world. And and uh, large gold deposits are getting very rare to find. So at some point, when gold starts to head over $1,400 again, I, I strongly suspect a major gold producer like a Newmont or a Barrick will, will make a bid for Vista Gold. Very good, Dave. Well, that is all the time we have. I'm sure we could spend a lot more time talking. <laughs> I could talk about ideas. this all day. <laughs> but uh, uh, I just want to say thanks for uh, the commitment, and I'm glad we can partner with each other on Mining Stock Daily. And I'm, we've gotten a lot of good feedback, and the data shows the listenership is continuing to grow. So we will keep it up. Likewise, Trevor. It's, it's a pleasure being a partner with you on this endeavor. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. Have yourself a good day and a great weekend. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein.